0: This is Dina Weiss for Hadar. Parashat Behalotcha, Torah for the average. The beginning of this week's Parsha focuses on the menorah, the lamp that Aaron and his descendants would prepare and light, and that Moshe and his builders would construct. The menorah was very intricate, and according to Rabbi Akiva, it was particularly difficult for Moshe to visualize and understand. וזה מעשה המנורה, מקשה זהב, עד יריך עד פירך מקשה היא, כמראה אשר הראה אדוני את משה, כן עשת המנורה. רבי עקיבה אומר, זה אחד משלושה דברים this is how the menorah should be made. Hammered gold from its base to its ornamental flowers, it should be hammered. According to the image that God showed Moshe, so he made the menorah. Rabbi Akiva says, This is one of three things that Moshe found difficult, and God demonstrated to Moshe with his finger. Similarly, you would say that this is so regarding this will be the first of the months. Similarly, you would say that this is so, regarding this will be impure to you. In this Midrash, Rabbi Akiva ascribes a very specific function and meaning to the demonstrative ze. this. He teaches that when the Torah uses the word ze, it suggests that there was an actual object or representation of an object that is being pointed to. Moshe was shown the sliver of the new moon, Moshe was shown the contours of a sharet, and Moshe was shown the shape of the menorah. Each time God pointed, as it were, as if to say, this is what I was referring to. Rabbi Akiva's statement is not only a set of examples where the Torah uses the word zeh, his statement also compiles a list of instances when Moshe Rabenu, the man who received the Torah and taught it to the people, had difficulty understanding what he was learning. And even more importantly, Rabbi Akiva's statement shows that every single time that Moshe had difficulty understanding, God demonstrated what Moshe needed to know, patiently constructing and implementing a visual representation so that Moshe could see it and reference it in his attempt to comprehend what he was being taught. The image of Moshe as a struggling learner repeats itself in a touching story where Moshe becomes Rabbi Akiva's student in a time-traveling visit to Rabbi Akiva's yeshiva. Amar lefanov, Mim a cave ayatha. Adam a had yeesh, shatid lihio besov kamadorot, ben yosef shemo. Shatid li droj al kol kotz vikotz, tilin tilin shal halachot. A Marlow fanab. Rebanoshalom, har ehuli. Amarlo Marlow, chazor la acharacha. Halach viashav besov shmonashi rot. Veloha yoda mahen omri. Tashashash kocha. Amrulo Tambidav, Rabi Amarlahen, Mosha Misinai. At the time that Moshe went up to heaven, he saw God sitting and tying crowns to the letters. Moshe said to God, Master of the universe, who is forcing you to do this? God said to him, There is a person who will be in the future. At the end of many generations, and his name is Akiva ben Yosef, who will eventually interpret from each little point piles and piles of laws. Moshe said to God, Master of the universe, show him to me. God said to him, Return behind you. Moshe went, and he sat at the end of eight rows, and did not know what they were saying. He became dispirited. When Rabbi Akiva got to a specific item... His students said to him, Rabbi, how do you know this? He said to them, it's a tradition from Moshe, from Sinai. And Moshe was comforted. In this story, we encounter Rabbi Akiva's great brilliance and creativity. We see him deriving new laws in complex ways and sitting at the head of his own academy, even though he came to learning later in life. But in this story, we also see Moshe as a student. In the rabbinic academies in Babylonia, students were seated according to seniority. Moshe is a back row, back of the class student. Moshe is completely flummoxed by what is going on in the lesson. When Rabbi Akiva cites Moshe as an authority, the story testifies that Moshe is comforted. Yet this happy ending obscures the fact that Moshe still doesn't comprehend what was being taught. Rabbi Akiva succeeds in making Moshe feel better, but it is not the case that Moshe understands. He leaves just as confused as when he enters. And it is not only Rabbi Akiva and the stories about him which imply that Moshe struggled with certain areas of Torah law. In fact, Moshe is portrayed as having difficulty learning throughout rabbinic literature. Mayitein al Moshe, Amma Rabbi Abahu, Kol yom she asah Moshe leMala hayalla mitora ve shochach amar lo revon holam yishli arbaim yom ve ani odaya davar ma asa karishparche mishe yishlim arbaim yom natan lo ha karishparche et atora matana shene amar va yithen el Moshe and he gave to Moshe Rabbi Abahu said every day that Moshe was on high he would learn Torah and then forget it Moshe said to God, Master of the universe, I've only 40 days and I still don't know a thing. What did the Holy Blessed One do? When Moshe completed 40 days, the Holy Blessed One gave him the Torah as a gift. As it says, he gave to Moshe. According to Rabbi Abahu, Moshe's path as a learner was strewn with difficulties. He studied and studied the Torah, but still was unable to retain the information. The panic that Moshe feels as he is running out of time to master the material is palpable and familiar. God helps Moshe by giving him the Torah because Moshe was unable to master the Torah on his own. Moshe is never described by the narrator of the Torah nor by any of its characters as being particularly intelligent or clever or insightful. In fact, when we read the text looking for signs of Moshe's intellectual capabilities, it appears that Moshe's average. We see this come to the fore in Moshe's struggling as a judge of the people. The judicial system that Moshe sets up is inefficient. Yitro, his father-in-law, steps in to help Moshe retool the system in a way that will better serve the people. Moshe's wisdom lies in his willingness to take his father-in-law's advice not in his ability to devise the best solution on his own. Later in this week's parasha, Eldad and Medad and Aharon and Miriam challenge Moshe's authority as a prophet. And later in Sefer Bemidbar, Korach, Datan, and Aviram challenge Moshe's authority as a leader. Perhaps there were so many challenges to Moshe because he did not seem like a compelling and obvious choice. Moshe wasn't clever or charming, Moshe was not incisive or impressive, Moshe was just Moshe. To argue that Moshe is not particularly intelligent is not an attempt to disparage Moshe or to make Moshe seem less than worthy. Absolutely no one is more worthy than Moshe. Moshe is not especially intelligent and nevertheless he is the greatest leader and teacher that the Jewish people will ever have. This teaches us that being smart or clever is not as important as it is perceived to be. Although Aharon and Miriam speak ill of Moshe, the Torah testifies that Moshe is the most exceedingly humble person of anyone who has ever lived on earth. When God responds to Aharon and Miriam's critique of Moshe, He says that unlike with them, he speaks to Moshe directly, and that Moshe is the most reliable of his servants. God's reply here underscores that Moshe is chosen because he is humble and because he is trustworthy. Moshe is not given the Torah because he is incredibly sophisticated or because he is a genius. Not only was Moshe in the back row of Rabbi Akiva's classroom, not understanding what was being taught, but he was probably never at the head of the class. At the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, Rashi comments that God paused between the different instructions he was giving Moshe so that Moshe would have time to concentrate and review in between each of the commands. These are the learning needs of a regular person, not of a phenom. God could have given the Torah to and through someone else. Someone who was a little bit sharper. Someone who was strategic like Yosef or crafty like Yaakov. But God gave the Torah to Moshe because Moshe was someone who feared God and loved God's people. Because Moshe was someone who really wanted to receive the Torah and was willing to put in the effort that it would take to deserve it. Perhaps Moshe wouldn't learn the Torah quickly, but Moshe would understand what it means to keep and treasure it. Perhaps if Moshe had been a genius, God would have had to give the Torah through someone else. If God had given the Torah to someone for whom learning came easily, He would be giving the Torah to someone for whom teaching would be hard, someone who would be impatient with people who are slow to understand someone who might not be willing to review the teachings again and again. Moshe was capable of reaching people who were like him. Moshe would keep on scaling the mountain and coming back down. The Midrash Tanchuma demonstrates how God models giving the Torah to each individual in a way that they could understand. kol kol Yisrael kol echad hazkinim lefi kohan habchurim lefi kohan va ketanim lefi kohan ve yonkin lefi kohan va nashim lefi kohan ve afmosha lefi koho shena mam moshe yedaber ve elohim yananu bako bako shehayah yol lesovla ve gen hu amar kol adonai bakoach be kohol ne amar ela bakoach De Koho shall call the. the Heve Omer call Echad the And how did the voice emerge? To all of Israel, each individual according to his ability, the elders according to their ability, the young men according to their ability, the little kids according to their ability, the infants according to their ability, the women according to their ability. And even Moshe, according to his ability, as it says, Moshe would speak and God would respond in the voice, in the voice that he could bear. And it says, the voice of God is in power, not in God's power, but power, that is the power or capacity of each individual. And even pregnant women, according to their ability, that is to say, all of Israel, each individual according to his ability. When this Midrash constructs its scale of learners, it starts with the sages at the top and puts Moshe at the bottom of the ladder, even after young children. God models a preference for differentiated learning and giving the Torah in a way that corresponds to the capacity and needs of each person. By putting Moshe in charge of continuing to teach, God ensures that access to the Torah will not be restricted to the wisest and most capable. By putting Moshe in charge of the Torah, God was emphasizing that humility is not only critical to learning, but also essential to teaching. Moshe valued good character and love of God over intellectual achievement. To study his Torah, one needs to understand that the Torah is not primarily designed to make a person knowledgeable, smart, and sophisticated. Rather, it exists in order to make people good, faithful, and loving. Becoming a scholar, a Talmid Chacham, is a byproduct of learning a lot of Torah. It is not the goal of Torah study. Smarts are a tool that can be used to receive the Torah, to learn the Torah, and to teach the Torah. But they are only a means to a different end. Moshe Rabbeinu taught us that integrity, devotion, and dedication are the real character traits that God looks for in someone who will speak for him. Moshe inspires in us the sense that greatness in Torah is not connected to talent, achievement, or expertise. That we should aim to follow and represent the Torah, rather than to own or master it. Wishing you a Shabbat of learning at your own pace. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debre Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash torah.